Space Monkeys Space Monkeys Space Monkeys Space Monkeys And we're back! Our hero is still searching for his friend Jim Bob, hoping to find an answer in regard to the location of the sacred bananas. However, Space Monkey has been captured by an unusual tribe of desert-dwelling simians called Sheepy. Will they aid him in his quest, or will they further hold him in shackles? We continue our story to find the answers. With the nod of a brow and the click of a key, our hero's chains hit the floor. Space Monkey was free. More importantly, Space Monkey had won the trust of Barakai, the chieftain. Barakai then gave Space Monkey a solemn blessing, and from that day forward, Space Monkey was protected from all evil spirit door-knocking trickery. Over the next couple of days, Space Monkey took rest as a guest in the sheepy's spaceship home. For indeed, it was actually a grounded mothership. The sheepy referred to it as the Antiquior. One day, while exploring the enormous ship, Space Monkey entered its museum. He walked around and joyfully gazed at all the treasures until he came across one item. An item he did not like at all. It was a pair of black fangs the size of Space Monkey's hand. His heart began to pound. He's from Eevechalk. You know what Eevechalk is? Asked Trubachi as he approached his newfound simian friend. Space Monkey nodded his head slowly. After being on Angra's four, how could he not? Trubachi continued. This one's small. Some say deep in the northern wastelands, Eevechalk, five feet across in width. Space Monkey shuddered, but then... A sly smirk came across his face. We'll be right back to our story after a word from our sponsors. of St. Bebens and his glorious feast day today, as well as the magnificent success of Bubbly Brew across our kingdom, we hereby celebrate these events with a ballad to St. Bebens, performed by our very own Bard. Bard? Thank you, my lord. St. Bebens was a lordy boss, and indeed a bossy lord. He went to fight the Saracens in atonement for our sins. In battle fierce, his nipple was pierced, and smote it upon a sword, smote it upon a sword. For St. Bebens was a lordy boss, and indeed a bossy lord. When mortal blood did not gush out, came forth from the wound a heavenly stout. Was the finest ale across the land. So he filled the cup of every man, and his famished warriors drank their lot. And yea, in battle they bravely fought, but they still lost. 
Bard! Oh, but that's not really the point, you see. It was from this drink we made our recipe. From an ancient ale that is noble and true. Of which we call bubbly brew. Sancte bibens danobis potum. Make haste to your local tavern for a bubbly brew today. Bubbly brew, the beer of bards and bosses. We now return to our exciting adventure of Space Monkey. Space Monkey shuddered, but then a sly smirk came across his face. He said, Yeah? Wanna know what's scarier? I heard if you take one of these museum vases and throw them around, it will make Jansenor appear. Shubchi's eyes grew into perfect moons. He excitedly whispered, No, Mr. Space Monkeys, he's going to kill you. Those are very old. <laughs> Come on, Shubchi. You know they're just replicas. Catch! Shubchi, both terrified and delighted, shrieked, No, no, we're going to get in trouble. You put it back. The vase landed in Chubchi's hands. Whoa! <laughs> Catch! Chubchi lobbed into the air. It was going high. Hard to say where it would land. Space Monkey scrambled to catch it. Bam! He ran straight into Jansenor, knocking him down. The ever grumpy creature defiantly sprang right back up, only to have the vase come crashing down on his head. Chopchi, nearly fainting with fear, but also dying with laughter, said, Jansenor, we're so sorry, we can never do it again. Jansenor cleared the charge off himself and rose up once more. He was angrier than a wasp nest filled with tannerite and whipped cream. Jansenor, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have. You got museum closed. Chopsy shot back. No, it's not. Who's who said it always open? I'm the big boss of museum. I say when it closed, you go now. Come on, Chopsy, let's go. They turned to leave. Trying to brush things aside, Space Monkey said. You mentioned someone named Usus. Who is he? He the wise old leader and the big boss at the ship. He sent us to find you in the cave. How did he know to find me? Chipoko told him. Who? Chubchi motioned for Space Monkey to follow. He led Space Monkey to a room which he had never seen before. It was a spacious rotunda, full of tranquility and sunlight. In the center of this sacred space was a beautiful tree. Its leaves were emerald green, and white blossoms flourished like fireworks. Clusters of ruby red berries crowned the foliage. They looked ripe and exceedingly juicy, and with them came a satisfying droop of the branch. The aroma of the room was crisp and fragrant, like the roses on Palazzo or Synthelia. The air surrounding the tree shimmered ever so slightly. Space Monkey could tell it was a translucent, a rare energy shield with tremendous strength, but masked by a delicate and unassuming appearance. Fifteen or so sheepies sat quietly near the tree. Many of them shut their eyes in meditation. Which one of these guys is Jibuku? Chubchi pointed to the tree. That's not a person. Yes, he is. He only looked like tree. He the ship's life source. He gave many gifts. Like what? He gave small gifts. The bark, the leaves, the sap. Then he 
give big ones too. The best one is the berries, the juicy berries. Are there other trees that make these berries? No, only Kibuku. He give us the berries, and then we eat the berries. And then we work so good, and we are so happy, and the ship never grounded. So why is the ship not working now? Because me the ship no eat berries. Then the ship no has strength. Then they no do job. Then the ship not even know how to do job. Then the ship no work very good. Then she be feel lost. This make everybody sad. Chopchi gave a heavy sigh. Space Monkey felt the sorrow, but strangely, peace as well. Somehow being in front of the tree made everything okay. It was such a new world and there was so much to learn. Space Monkey couldn't process it all, but now that Peace had returned to his soul, he happily returned to his room and never thought about the incident at the museum or the monstrous fangs of Ibchak for the rest of the day. Well, Space Cadets, that's all the time we have for Space Monkey today. If you'd like the full episode uninterrupted, then go to patreon.com type in the exciting adventures of Space Monkey and become a supporting patron today. That's right, go to patreon.com and search for the exciting adventures of Space Monkey. Or you can type in Tony Bonzi. That's T-O-N-Y-B-O-N-S-E. Tony Bonzi. Either way, get to our page on patreon.com and become a patron today. Now, sit tight, we have an exciting program from the Catholic World Video Network coming up next. That's right folks, CWVN presents another radio drama. But first, a word from their sponsors. Are you tired of your man not paying attention to you during Mass? Do you wish to be veiled in elegance and beauty? Perhaps you'd like to catch a young man's eye with a flare of ecclesial piety. Well, well then it's time to invest in ooh-la-la chapel veils. You heard me. Ooh-la-la chapel veils are here for you. Our veils have been handcrafted and specifically designed to cover all your flaws, exterior and interior, allowing only your indispensable beauty to shine through. Heretic or not, how can a man say no to that? That's right, ladies, you gotta win them for the Lord. Our veils come in all varieties of colors ranging from white, pumpkin spice, oyster sea vomit, plaid, and much, much more. And for our country queens out there, we have camo and hunting season orange. Don't forget, we create chapel veils, custom fit for other parts of the body as well. Take time to discern our collection of veils for elbows, nose, ankles, knees, and posteriors. So, get your ooh-la-la chapel veil today, and remember, you'll be sending the boys en masse to mass with you every time. We now present CWVN's pride and joy, critically acclaimed, all-time favorite, audio drama, Catholic Man, the Catholic Boomer Superhero. Who's the Catholic boomer fighting every evil doer? Catholic man! Watch out, it's Catman! Catholic man! It looks like you heretics could use an inquisition! Get him! 
He tries to save the day. <laughs> Too easy. In the Catholic boomer way. Atheist. He's Catholic man. Ha! I have a lesson for you. He's Catholic man. Enough, enough. We surrender. He's Catholic man. Catholic man. Catholic man. Ora pro nobis. Catholic man is on the trail once again, searching down his arch nemesis, the Crimson Cardinal, with his friend, Deacon Ted. Catman, have you heard the news? Tell me, Deacon Ted. The Crimson Cardinal has gone off and started a Protestant revival. Great Saint Agatha, what will we do? I know, we must act, Deacon Ted. Yes, Catman, we must. Quick, to the Cat Lounge. As Catholic Man and Deacon Ted are planning in the Cat Lounge, Deacon Ted raises a question. How will we disperse this Protestant revival? How will we push them away from this church service? The same way that for decades we have been pushing people away from ours. With our hymns. Now let's hurry and go practice in the Cave of Acoustic Wonders. Gather us in the lost and forsaken. Gather us in the blind and the lame. Call to us now and we shall awaken. We shall arise at the sound of our name. Come dance in the forest, come play in the field. And sing, sing to the glory of the Lord. That's our show today. Tune in next time to find out if all that hard-earned practice pays off for Catholic Man, the Catholic Boomer, Superhero.